0: This is Dr. Julie Goldstein, and this recording is part of the Mizrahi daily dose on the DAF project. One of the themes of Shabbat, DAF 114, is that clothes make the man, or that clothes make the scholar. What does the DAF say? It says it's a disgrace for Talmud Chacham to walk around with patched up shoes. A Torah scholar who walks around with a stain is liable to receive the death penalty because he turns people off to Torah. The rabbis on the DAF suggest that the prophet Isaiah's stained clothes and patched up shoes were as degrading, humiliating, as full on nakedness. And they argue to what extent a stain on a garment, and they also mention a saddle, would preclude it from achieving ritual purity. How large it is, how deep it is, meaning whether or not it appears on both sides of the garment. Who's wearing the garment this is, a, is a discussion that links stains to status, meaning the Gemara uses the issue of stains on clothing to construct a whole system of hierarchy. So according to the Gemara, bana'in literally builders, but the Gemara says that this metaphorically refers to Torah scholars who build up Torah, so to speak, are incredibly meticulous and see even superficial stains on their clothing as chatzitzot, interpositions that preclude them from achieving ritual purity of dung in the mikvah. They're very sensitive to even a smaller superficial stain. As opposed to ame haaretz, commoners, or even ignoramuses, as the Gemara implies when it uses this phrase, are not so sensitive. So for them, it's got to be a real gezunta splotch, a stain on both sides, in order for to be considered a that precludes it from achieving ritual purity. So this is really a turning point in Gemara, in the Gemara where it's revealed that at the core of this whole discussion about stains on garments is really this issue of meticulousness, who's meticulous and who's not. And clothing indicates how meticulous you are. It indicates something essential about identity. And even more so, says the Gemara, stained and patchy exteriors reflect an inner slovenliness, a lack of organized thought and precision. And that's why the Gemara goes on to state that Talmidei Chachamim, scholars, people who have precision of thought, experts in halacha, and master the most obscure tractates, should be supported by the community and become leaders. And even more interesting, that lost objects can be returned to them without simanim, without them providing visual uh, signifiers. In other words, we take them at their word, that this is their object. Their precision of thought leads them to honesty, to true and correct claims that we can just rely upon, that we don't we don't have to test. It's not surprising that the way this daf addresses the issue of meticulous thinking, accuracy, or true knowledge is through a discussion of clothing. Because the Torah itself at the very outset connects knowledge and dress. It was the acquisition of knowledge from the tree of knowledge that resulted immediately in awareness of nakedness and the need to dress by Adam and Eve, by Adam and Chava. But fascinatingly, the Gemara presents a very specific model of piety and leadership, mind you. A model that was not the only one to be embraced by the Jewish people throughout Jewish history. The model of piety presented here is based on precision, attention to detail, rational analyses. It leads to accurate knowledge of which items belong to whom and ultimately to a form of piety that manifests manifests itself in honesty. And that's why there's this famous story of a father who goes to visit his son studying in the yeshiva in Kelm. And when he sees his son's shoes all lined up nicely and organized, that's all the proof he needs to, to know that his son has become a scholar. He doesn't have to see him in the Beit Midrash. He, the clothes say it all, say everything he needs to know about his son's organized method of thinking. But we know that Chasidut offered a different model of piety. Stories of the great Tzaddik, Reb Zusha, are proud to describe him as eschewing the material, entirely disregarding externals, slovenly even, to the extent that people mistook him for a beggar rather than a rebbe. As opposed to the kind of rational piety asserted by the Gemara which is expressed in clean and dignified clothing the mystical piety of Hasidut is a piety of deprivation a more natural wild and woolly presentation more like Adam and Eve in their pre-knowledge state and the leadership and piety that results from it is about charisma more than about scholarship But in either case, this DAF prompts quite a discussion about the role and implications of clothing, a discussion that I find I have often in the women's seminary where I teach, and the relationship between clothing, knowledge, piety, and leadership, a discussion that has its roots in the beginning of the dawn of mankind when Adam and Eve articulated something essential about who they were simply by putting on some clothes. Have a great day.